Try it. I'm Carl. I'm an uh, addict alcoholic in my sobriety days. August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Moderation. Hey, Chelsea, do you know what we're doing right now? No, I'm like not. I'm like a zombie right now. What <laughs> are we doing, Carl? Well, I just started my tea, so I'm, I'm getting started. I'm getting all wired. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Like, we started off with try it, and it's like, um, y- you know, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that how it all started to begin with? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't that why we're here anyway? Because we fucking tried some Just shit say we sh- no. Just <laughs> now we're like, try it. <laughs> oh, come on. You'll like it. Everybody's doing it. Um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so what we are doing though is we are, uh, we are, we've been going through the book Living Sober, which is from uh, AA and, uh, uh, or, or, Alcoholic World Services, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous World Services. Anyway, um, and we have been listening to each chapter on AA.org, and then we discuss each chapter. Right now we're at, what, chapter 30? And we started, of course, at at the beginning. uh, The title of the episode was New Beginnings. Uh, And so you can go back all the way to there to listen to that and then you play catch up really fast. (laughs) <laughs> but uh um but other than that we're just going to continue on this this one is like three minutes and uh it's called trying the 12 steps so that's why we're gonna so that's why we, the urge to try it and then um <laughs> and then it's the holidays coming up Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, chelsea are you doing anything fun for the holidays or no <laughs> uh every year it's like three Christmases or four Christmases and it's just so much. So yes, reluctantly I will be doing all of the things. You've been doing all the things. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, um, I will be just doing, uh, the family things, right? So just, um, you know, we, we do, we do it every year, you know, we do the whole, come down the stairs and tell the kids to stop. We take their pictures. And, Do you make you know, them I, sing a Christmas carol as they come no. down? <laughs> no. That was that was always my parents' thing, and I was like, you guys are the worst. They wanted you to sing a Christmas carol? Yeah. Man, as we really came put, down the stairs. Put All on right, the fucking sing. performance. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, you know... you. I mean, I, I understand. I mean, parents work really fucking hard for Christmas. They really yeah. do. Like when you have kids, and like you, you don't see it all. Like there's a lot going on, and so um, you know, with our kids, it's like it used to be like a real big deal, especially when they're all kind of like, you know, we had the like the three year old at the time, four year old, and it was just like you know, it, you know, and then we had older, and when they were all at home, it was like a huge deal because we like yeah, you know, and then for me, I always like wanted to overcompensate because. I never felt like I had that family mm-hmm. thing. 
So uh, I always want to make sure like there's presents just fucking stacked on stacked, you know. I always mm-hmm. wanted to try and do that, you know. And that's just the alcoholic in me, I think too. It's like yeah. I think the more that I can buy, the better. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll be chilling at home and you know doing that kind of stuff and you know just local family. Nothing, that sounds nice. I yeah. I can't wait for the day where it's just like one Christmas and not. The constant back and forth. Everybody wants you. You know, you got to have kids, man. When you have kids, you get really good excuses. You just be like, sorry. Sorry. Little Johnny does not want to go to your house. (laughs) I don't want to put little Johnny in traffic on Christmas Day. You know, or like the excuses, like to basically say, well, they know they need to do like Christmas at our home and have, you know, time to do all that stuff. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that was always our excuse. Also, you know, I don't think anybody really invited us to go to their homes, you know? So there hmm. was that. So now that I think about it, maybe there was no excuses. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we didn't have to have any, I don't think. So, well, yeah, I mean, when you get older, you can just say no. Actually, you can just say no now, but kind of rude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why? You have zero <laughs> excuses. You have zero children. Well, there's always traffic. Not on Christmas. There's like no traffic. That's right. On Christmas. Well, either way, we'll be uh, we'll be chilling at home and uh, handing out Christmas presents and doing all that all that good stuff. Um, uh, So for people that are um, that are uh, at um, online or whatever or want having a hard time. Uh, we have on soberpod.com, we have like a list of like, uh, if you go to soberpod.com right off the main page, there is a list to like all of our holiday episodes. I talked about it last week. Uh, so it's all up there. We even have like a new thing in the member section of 10 ways of staying sober through the holidays. I mean, just a hint, like, you know, item zero should be like, don't drink or use. (laughs) 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 Like your number one tip right there, right? Uh, But all the other ones are like, you know, it it does talk about, um, uh, you know, have a, you know, like what we talk about, like when we go to like parties or whatever, right? Like, you know, have a plan in place, you know, you talk to other sober people, you Mm -hmm. know, go to additional meetings, like stack up there. Again, avoiding old you know, drinking buddies if they're coming into town, almost like the same shit for Thanksgiving, right? Um, You know, so, you know, and again, remember that this will only last until next week where then you have to deal with New Year's Eve as well. So we have some of that stuff on the website as well. But again, it's, you know, I hate to break it to you, but this is also going to, if you're new to sobriety, this is also going to happen next year. (laughs) I don't... I don't it's mean, not going away. Yeah, it's just, you know, and you know, in the year after that, and the year after that. So, you know, it's about time to start making, um, you know, different habits, different priorities, and those types of things. So, go listen to all that stuff so you can learn how to deal with this year a little bit better and, you know, start looking forward into next year. So, um, you know, if this, especially if this is your first year, because I know it can be difficult, especially um, yeah. newly sober. And it does, I mean, we can't really like let this go without addressing some of that right now. Right. That's just, you know, try to make this evergreen shit, but sometimes, you know what, just needs a fucking holiday dose of watch your shit. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we're going to get into it. Um, 
Do you have any Do you have any uh, words of wisdom for the kind people before we get into this shit? I mean, just think of it. It's just another day. You know, it's got like the pretty lights and the presents and the expectations. But honestly, like the day after, it's like whoop to do like it's all over. It's over. So yeah. you just have to focus on getting through that one day at a time and you can do it. You just need to set yourself up for success. Yep. That's all there is to it. Be prepared. You know, and, and knowing is half the battle GI Joe kind of shit. All right. So, <laughs> which is, I think it's well beyond you. Did, did you watch GI Joe when you were growing up? Nope. No, you, you're so, I think my husband did. Yeah. Well, what, you know, what man in America didn't. <laughs> All right. He's an older man, though. <laughs> He's an older man. Okay. Um, so this is uh, uh, trying the 12 steps. I got to find it first. Trying the 12 steps, section 30. Are you Are you ready to begin? I am ready. All right. Let the human begin. 30. Trying the 12 steps. When all else fails, said the old country doctor, follow directions. We have not talked about the 12 steps offered by AA as a program of recovery from alcoholism, and they are not going to be listed or explained here because anyone curious about them can find them elsewhere. Their origin is striking, however. In 1935, two men met in Akron, Ohio. Both of them were then considered hopeless drunkards, which seemed shameful to those who had known them. One had been a Wall Street hotshot, the other a noted surgeon. But both had drunk themselves almost to death. Each had tried many cures and had been hospitalized over and over. It looked certain, even to them, that they were beyond help. Almost accidentally, in getting to know each other, they stumbled onto an astonishing fact. When each of them tried to help the other, the result was sobriety. They took the idea to an alcoholic lawyer confined to a hospital bed, and he too decided to try it. The three then kept on, each in his individual life, trying to help one alcoholic after another. If the people they tried to help sometimes did not want their aid, they nevertheless knew the effort was worthwhile, because in each case, the would-be helper stayed sober even if the patient kept on drinking. Persisting at this avocation for their own benefit, this nameless little band of ex-drunks suddenly realized in 1937 that 20 of them were sober. They cannot be blamed for thinking a miracle had happened. They agreed they ought to write a record of what had happened, so their experience could be widely distributed. But, as you can imagine, they ran into real difficulty in reaching agreement on what precisely had taken place. It wasn't until 1939 that they were able to publish an account they could all subscribe to. By then, they numbered about 100. They wrote that the pathway to recovery they had followed up to then consisted of 12 steps, and they believed anyone who followed that pathway would reach the same destination. Their number has grown to more than 2 million, and they are virtually unanimous in their conviction. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. 
it works when other activities fail. Many of us had long been booze fighters. Time after time, we had stopped drinking and tried to stay stopped, only to return to drinking sooner or later and find ourselves in increasing trouble. But those 12 steps of AA mark our road to recovery. Now, we do not have to fight anymore, and our path is open to all comers. Hundreds of us had only a vague idea of what AA was before we actually came to this fellowship. Now we sometimes think there is more misinformation than truth about AA floating around. So if you have not looked into AA firsthand, we can imagine some of the distorted, false impressions you may have picked up since we had so many of them ourselves. Happily, you need not be misled by such misrepresentations and rumors because it is perfectly easy to see and hear the real AA for yourself. The AA publications listed later in this book and those at any nearby AA office or meeting, see your local telephone directory or check GSO's AA website, are original sources of facts which surprised many of us. You need not take any second-hand opinions because you can get free information and make up your own mind. Really getting a fair picture of AA may be one instance in which willpower can be put to very good use. We know for sure that alcoholics do have tremendous willpower. Consider the ways we could manage to get a drink in defiance of all visible possibilities. Merely to get up some mornings with a rusting cast-iron stomach, all your teeth wearing tiny sweaters, and each hair electrified takes willpower many non-drinkers rarely dream of. Once you've gotten up with your head, on those certain mornings, the ability to carry it all through the day is further evidence of fabulous strength of will. Oh yes, real drinkers have real willpower. The trick we learned was to put that will to work for our health and to make ourselves explore recovery ideas at great depth, even though it sometimes might have seemed like drudgery. It may help if you try to remember that AA members are not eager to question you. We may not even seem to be listening to you much, but spend more time laying on you the unvarnished facts of our own illness. We are in pursuit of recovery, you know, so we talk to you very much for our own benefit. We want to help you all right, but only if you want us to. It may be that problem drinking is indeed, as some psychological experts say, an ailment characterized especially by egocentricity. Not all alcoholics are egotistical, although many of us have learned to see that tendency in ourselves. Others of us felt inferior most of the time. We felt equal or superior to other people only when drinking. No matter which type we were, we realize now that we were excessively self-centered, chiefly concerned about our feelings, our problems, other people's reactions to us, and our own past and future. Therefore, trying to get into communication with and to help other people is a recovery measure for us because it helps take us out of ourselves. Trying to heal ourselves by helping others works, even when it is an insincere gesture. Try it sometime. If you really listen to, not just hear what is being said, you may find the person talking has quietly slipped inside your head and seems to be describing the landscape there, the shifting shapes of nameless fears, the color and chill of impending doom, if not the actual events and words stored in your brain. 
And whether this happens or not, you will almost surely have a good laugh or two in the company of AAs, and you'll probably pick up a couple of ideas on living sober. If you want to use them, that is up to you. Whatever you decide to do, remember that making these ideas available is one of the steps toward recovery for us. All right, Chelsea. <laughs> what was he saying about like your teeth wearing sweaters? Um, uh, your teeth are wearing tiny sweaters. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I Sir. think, I think, it, you know, I, well, let's just say like I have, I have been known in, in my past lives to never fucking brush my teeth. I didn't brush my teeth for like a long time. And, uh, and so, and they do get like a, like a like little, little fuzzy film like on Like a them. film? Yeah, like a little fuzzy Ugh. film, yeah. Um, and you could like, you could scrape off with your finger. It's like a lot of calcium kind of stuff. It's like, it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> so I understand a little bit about the tiny little sweaters that build up on your teeth, I guess. I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Like, I'm like, is there, is there like a, is there like an alcoholic thing where alcoholics get like cold teeth or something? Yeah. <laughs> like they got a cold teeth. On. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so um, I guess I, I one question that um, yeah, I uh, have a view is uh, like, what did you think of AA? Because it talked about uh, like hundreds of us had only a vague idea of what AA was before we actually came to the fellowship. Like, what did you what did you think AA was? before you went to AA like you heard have you did you hear about it before you showed up or did you like know somebody who like went there and then uh, you know what I mean like wh what did you think overall about it can you recall that uh, it's hard to <clears throat> it's hard to remember but I think so for the first meeting I ever went to I went to support a friend as uh I put it and uh I just thought, oh, it's a support group, you know, people with that are struggling with the same thing all come here and talk about it. I didn't understand that there was like a procedure for like, you know, following these steps. I just thought this was a meeting where people talk about their feelings and then everyone goes home and you come back another day. Um, and so I thought it was cool for that, but I didn't realize that's only scratching the surface of it, mm -hmm. that there's so much more than just showing up, you know, go figure. You have to put in some work. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, so that was kind of my first introduction to it. But then I started working in a rehab and I would go to meetings, um, with clients and, you know, I'd get to participate kind of in the background, you know, not having to identify as an alcoholic, but just being there. And it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, I still would say that I didn't fully understand all the ins and outs of it just because I hadn't dug into it that much. But um, I just, I thought it was cool. And I started identifying even then before I like committed to my own recovery, like, mm -hmm. Oh, like that's something I've thought before. That's something I've done. Um, 
so yeah, I really just thought it was more of a support group than anything. Um, and it certainly was not a club that I wanted to join at any time. <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of people say like, you know, I didn't ever want to wake up to be an alcoholic. Like it wasn't, yeah, I mean, I wake up, but grow up, sorry. You know, like nobody ever says like, when I want to grow up, I want to be an alcoholic just like my dad. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not like you aspire to that position. So I don't, you know, it's not like being a fireman or a policeman, is it? You know, so I, I just, you know, or a nurse, by the way, you like, oh my God, I forgot to mention you, you <laughs> we should talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. You, you, you're graduated, right? I did. I graduated. So I will be taking my board exam in January. So I, I, the reason I wanted to even say it was because I just think it's so important for other people to hear that shit, that that's the stuff that we do. And that's just, it's like, you can't, um, I've heard so many stories just like that, just like yours, where it's like, you know, you, we get our shit together we grow the fuck up we go to back to college we get a new career and we start living the life that we were supposed to have and Mm -hmm. it just seems like i've heard it so many times and it's like i just think it's so goddamn fucking sweet you know what i mean like that to me is just like that's the shit and it's like people don't really understand like i think some people that aren't alcoholic who haven't gone through a bottom who haven't felt like the misery um, and who haven't gone through the process don't really, I think they take it for granted completely, right? Like that they really don't understand like how joyous it is to actually graduate college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like just what an achievement is all I got to say. So anyway, um, so I just, good stuff. So what were we talking about? Anyway? Oh, uh, growing up to be an alcoholic, like it was nothing that, <laughs> that like I ever aspired to. So, um, so yeah, I totally understand that. You know, for me, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know if I really, um, like had an opportunity to understand what AA was before I was put into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, because you started super young. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I can tell you that, um, even though I attended, even though like I was put into it, I still had an image of what it was. Uh, 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 like you're talking about like when you go to the meetings and you're participating like I had a surface image of what it was I did not though have the understanding of like that it's a um, that it's a a program that of quote unquote action where you can start to build a foundation for a life that is built on different values and principles that will like you know as you go and live your life and you make the decisions based on those things, it will change your life. You know what I mean? Like I did not understand. I didn't know, like I knew that there was a book, but I did not, well, I was too young to read it. I think that's the other thing is like, I just, and I was too young to even take it seriously by any degree. So, and even as I got older, I think I was too, still too young. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I just, I was just so immature and also, I just thought that I knew it all, right? You know, I had survived up to this point. What did I need that shit for? Right. You know, that was that was kind of my my mindset of things. You know, so and I and again, I was smart. I thought I was smart. Um, how stupid I was that I thought I was that <laughs> smart, though, right? Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, you know, I'm so smart that I can't learn anything from anybody else. How ridiculous is that shit? 
Just that thinking is just weird. (laughs) But we think that way, don't we? Yep. Yeah. Fucking. So did so were you apprehensive about um, getting involved with the step work? Was that like a um, because I was like you know let me tell you like the 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 biggest fear that I had with this stuff is that um, if I wasn't if I wasn't the guy that was um, you know abused if I wasn't the guy that had the hardship I grew up with if I wasn't the the rebel or the outcast or the sarcastic you know fucker if I wasn't like always getting in trouble or at odds with the world or fighting everything and everybody, then who would I be? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, that was completely ill-defined for me. Right. So I had no, um, that scared the shit out of me. And that was a big fear of change and all that shit. Like I did not want to do that. Like, you know, would I come out and would I still like, would I still be a, I still love my wife. Like, how is it going to work? Like, do, do I even like my dog now? You know, what I mean? it's like that kind of shit. What about you? Did you ever have any fear of that or no? I think so. I think um, in the beginning, I just was still battling, you know, am I or am I not an alcoholic? And before mm-hmm. I commit to anything, I need to sort that out. Uh, so I would say that was that was more my my apprehension. But um, you know, it's uncomfortable having to go through each process or each step. And to me, I'm like, okay, let's get this all done in a weekend. Like, yeah. let's just get it over <laughs> with. And, and I'll say that I went through the steps. Yeah, and exactly. That's not exactly how it works. And that was frustrating to me. Um, and there were times, uh, where I thought, you know, this isn't doing anything for me. What is the point? Nothing is improving. Um, but that's really short-sighted because you're not going to, you're not going to see the progress right away, you know? Uh, and I think it, it was also a little, um, disheartening because my sponsor relapsed while we were going through the steps. And so I have yet to finish all of them. Um, and even now thinking about shit, now I've got to like start, (laughs) I've got to start over. Like my resentments are no longer my resentments. Like Mm -hmm. I've got to go through all of this shit again. And like, it could have been so much easier, but that's okay. You know, I'll do what I got to do. And, um, I'm in a place now where I, I'm fully accepting of, the steps and it's not so much that I'm fighting it each step of the way. It's more so like, Hmm. this is just a pain in the ass right now. I've got so much shit to do. Well, and I think, you know, once you kind of jump back into it, you'll realize like, I mean that like up to step five, you did up to step five, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think you'll find that it's like, um, you know, uh, that's I found. So I did it a second time as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was like, uh, it was funny because I, that initial one that I did was just like everything. And I just like tried to go through it all. And then, uh, and then, um, and then the second time I went back through it, which is, I was going to recommend for people, if you are getting into it, you know, we talked about, um, um, the, uh, on, on the last, like the last episode we were on together, which was like, oh, there was the ACA workbook kind of a thing. 
mm-hmm. and that you know and that um and that AA should have their own well so that's what it was for me is that's what really helped me is i actually got a hold of a dude uh, herb k uh he has like a book called uh you know it's uh like a 12 steps to a spiritual awakening for everyone or something like that and um and so i actually followed that to help me go through the um through the big book and it it did the same thing that ACA workbook would do is it assign me readings have me like focus on some reflection questions and stuff like that and what i was going to say to you is that like you'll find that um and the first time i did it, i went through just shotgun stuff without a kind of a, a a guided book and um and i got a lot of that shit out the door so the next time that i went to go through it it was like it was i had i had some top five issues right that i needed to like yeah. pick back up and really deal with and that really helped me to like, I guess, just peel back the onion, as they say, like even more so. So that was like a kind of a, like I knew that it was a problem, but I didn't really know exactly where this fit because I was like, I still felt miserable. I still felt terrible. Mm-hmm. Not about all that other little shit, but about the bigger shit. Right. Like I, it's so funny. It's like, um, you know, having dealt with all of that other little shit, the bigger ju- shit just seemed much more um needy right like i needed to deal with that stuff and it became easier to approach because i was like yeah 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 i I could care about that other shit anymore this is the major shit that i wanted i needed to deal with so you'll find that as you get back into it i think you'll be pleasantly surprised that it's not as hard as it was the first time right yeah because you've just been exposed to and you've grown and you've dealt with a lot of shit and you've changed your life to a whole different degree right so it's like you got yourself over a big hurdle up to step five and the rest of that stuff is kind of like i mean six seven you know i mean of course you got to go through like you know eight nine making some amends i'm sure you've made amends along the way too haven't you already yeah to Mm -hmm. a certain degree so you've done a lot of the work you know so but now it's about like really i guess finalizing it is that sweet i think yeah for you Mm -hmm. so um you know and then you, you you brought it up like who wants to admit like the complete defeat right who wants to uh who wants to do all that shit like who wants to get through the steps and (laughs) like do all that crap like nobody fucking nobody there's not a single so only if you have acknowledged to yourself like like you said um that you are an alcoholic and that if you don't do this shit you will eventually drink again and you know fuck it you die drunk or 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 uh (laughs) Uh, you know, trying to get sober, right? Like that's yeah, the the thing is like, um, you know, in your heart of hearts, at the end, it's like it's worth doing because you know the alternative, you know, and the alternative is just to, to you know, blot out your existence, right? Fucking drinking and going along as you were, which and I think, you know, <clears throat> I think for me, like, I had to be to a point of desperation too, in order to be willing to go forward with the steps you know I had to be uncomfortable enough with where I was at kind of my emotions the state of my life and relationships all of that I had to be broken down a little bit and willing to jump at anything to improve it Mm -hmm. because to be honest like I, I didn't feel it I'm like I went to therapy you know that should be good enough and Therapy is helpful, but um, it's not all about drinking when you're in therapy. And so I, I, I guess one of the things that I see people struggle with um, 
in early sobriety is maybe they haven't quite hit that desperation point yet or they start doing the steps and they'll get to like three and then kind of drop off the map um which is unfortunate but the people who are like ready to take it on i think benefit the most from it Mm -hmm. um and i i witnessed that with my my uncle because he was someone who was like very against like any idea of god and um but he was desperate he was desperate to stop drinking and Mm -hmm. he would do anything to like move in that direction and so i think you know that really opened my eyes to kind of what it takes to get someone invested in the steps yeah and i guess part of it for me is just like what the fuck do you have to lose like really it's like where are you at now like you know i you know it's like i was funny like you know i um i had worked so hard to uh uh and it doesn't matter like which which end of the spectrum you're on like i you know I call myself a functional alcoholic because like my wife managed all my fucking money and that, uh, and, and, um, and the house was, you know, the paid up, you know, like the mortgage is getting paid. The, the kids were getting fed and they had clothes and I had a car and I had a job and da da da. And, and again, but it doesn't matter like, you know, what side, if you could be completely fucking broke ass poor, you could be completely like, you know, and living in a fucking cardboard box. And I'm going to tell you, you know, like, it may not seem like it, when you're, you know, um, when you're quote unquote considering yourself a functional alcoholic, but when you are broke on the inside, when you are spiritually bankrupt on the inside, when you absolutely have like what they call the spiritual malady, it doesn't matter what your outside circumstances are when you're fucking broken on the inside. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing that can, there is nothing that could have reached me other than, the process that I went through because I, like you was like ready to like, I'm fucking done. I'm ready to check the fuck out of this shit. And if I hadn't found this type of program, like if this wasn't there for me, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was ready. I was ready to fucking go to the hatchby. I was ready to fucking check out and just fucking put me in a padded cell. Cause I was just done. And I wanted, I was just angry and just frustrated and broken. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the thing is, um, you know, it's like, what have you got to lose in terms of giving this process a try? Even if you think it's like, you know, I could do it another way. How about you just try this first and see if there's something in it that works for you that makes your life better just a little bit, you know, that Mm -hmm. would be, that would be worth it. Right. You know? So I, I always find that funny to myself. It's like, I was so willing to, um, (laughs) <laughs> to like fucking, you know, go it on my own and and uh, just you know uh, and go into uncharted waters yet again, you know. When all I literally had to do was like go into a room and say, "I can't do this on my own anymore. I'm fucking, I am tired. Please help me." Right? Mm-hmm. And people were there willing to do that any day of the week that I fucking just needed to step in and, and ask. And I think that's what you know this book was really trying to to get at the whole time right it's like fuck are you ready yet like are you done like are you really done you know that's you talk about people drop off Mm -hmm. um i do i i see dudes all the time and they just come in they're fucking their their ass is falling off they got arrows stuck all over their asses and yet they get you know three four days sober and suddenly they're like you know they that 
you know, the brain starts to turn again and they're like, oh, you know, maybe I was making a big deal out of nothing. Oh, maybe, you know, oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I stop for now a week. I think I can do this without those fuckers. Right. Yeah. It's just, and, and it, I do get kind of weirded out sometimes when I'm sitting in a room and I am like, like quote unquote, one of the, I have the, the longest sobriety, you know, with, along with the other you know, five dudes that have 20 years or something, you know? And mm-hmm. I just look at across the room and I'm like, you're all going to fucking, you're all going to skip out. Like most of you fuckers are not going to be here next year. And it just, it's disheartening. It really is disheartening. Cause yeah. you just like know that like, I don't know, for me, it was like, this is like, this is why we're sitting here. Right? <laughs> you know, cause, it, cause I tried it and it worked. Go fucking figure. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I think I you know. put an honest effort into it. Like you, yeah, yeah. you did the step work instead of just showing up to your support group to bitch about whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. is, is ailing you that, that week. Um, there is a big difference in people who show up to show face and people who show up because they're they're doing the work and they they believe in kind of this is what's going to help them along the way is mm-hmm. attending meetings in addition to all the background work that others don't necessarily see yeah i think you know the hard part for me was when it before i like really tried to to do it right it's because I, I looked at all these other people and I would compare myself and I would be like, ooh, I don't want to be like that guy. You know, oh, he's like, a, he's like a fucking Bible thumper. I don't ever want to thump a Bible. I don't want to be that dude. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, you know, I just judge like that, you know? And, um, and you know, it's like, you know, it's funny. It's like I would sit there and look around at all the things that I didn't want to be, but I never looked around at like what I did want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I never, and also I didn't even, even if that wasn't available in front of me, it was still up to me to define it, you know? So if I was like worried about like what I was going to become, the fact is, is that, um, I could have easily, you know, lessened those fears by stating what I did want to become and working towards that. I got to define it and I didn't ever understand that that's like, it was, you know, it's literally, I mean, was it is classified under self-help if you go into a bookstore, even though it's like, you know, you have like a you know a sponsor. You have a group. You have a higher power. You know you have like all these other things. And then and, and mostly in this in the in the books they're saying like get the fuck out of yourself as much as possible. Get away yeah. from yourself as much as possible. Um, but here's the thing: is like uh, part of the self help portion of it really is about you know again defining you know your boundaries, defining who you want to become. What is it that you know that you should have done differently, right? Um, you know, a lot of that is that, and yeah, you do check with a sponsor and check with the group on these things, but more or less, it's seriously up to you. And I, I was always afraid that I was going to be under somebody else's thumb or somebody else's like pressure or guidance that I just did not want because I already had enough pressure and guidance, quote unquote, in my life. And, um, and I just couldn't stand Plus I have an authority problem. So there's that. <laughs> you don't <laughs> so, say. Yeah. Well, a little bit, just a tiny bit. So, um, so then, uh, I guess ultimately you still have to go back in. Are you, when do you plan on doing that? This, uh, 2023 is, is when I plan on resuming where I left off, but that requires me showing up to meetings, finding a sponsor, <laughs> 
So I, I've got to, you know, I've got to get back into that. Do you remember like when we talked about like what was three years ago or something? Like what did we want to do? Do you remember that? Like we had like a meeting. Like about, our goals. Yeah, our meeting for our goals and then COVID fucking hit and blew all those yeah. goals out of the fucking water. Yeah. But I think you achieved your goals. Was your goal to do this? My goal was to go back to school. Yeah. And my goal was to finish the steps. So checked one of those boxes. Check. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, and that's the, that's the type of real shit that we do in the program, right? Like that's the real, you know, fucking, you know, um, actions that like we can sit and say, I established this and I move forward in order mm-hmm. to do it. You know, so I think that that's like wonderful. That's good shit. So um, and mine was to write a book. So, but I'm not going to say anything about that just yet. Is it in progress? <laughs> it's in progress. But I'm not going to say anything more. That's it. That's the, this is the last time I'll say anything like it. Because I'm that Sorry. dude that who literally like gets the, gets the, uh, um, like my, my brain feeds me the reward centers for mm-hmm. telling somebody that, you know, um, that I'm going to write a book. If I say that, then my brain says, oh, we've already done it. <laughs> you don't have to do shit. You've already Done said deal. it to somebody. Yeah. So um so that's the only time I'm talking about it from here on in. But um but yeah, um and I'm but that's the kind of stuff that we that we, you set out to do like you know, again, three years ago, again, COVID fucked with some shit, but that but one out of two is fuck and you're on track to do the other, right? So yeah. I think that's great. And I think that's the kind of the reason about doing this podcast is that we get to look at that that longer arc of, you know, that, and we didn't like we don't have like twenty years or anything, right? You know, we're still fucking, you know, considered young. In our, I'm not considered young. You are, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm considered young in sobriety. But, um, but you know, in our lives that you know, in in and moving forward, that we still have things to do. We still have things we want to achieve, and and celebrating those things in a podcast format like this on a weekly basis is fucking great because everybody gets to be there for that journey too. And hopefully everybody listening is going through their own shit too. Right. Hopefully every, and and I mean good and bad. I really do hope that you're going through some shit. I hope that you're going through some real fucking problems actually, because (laughs) you're you're not living life. If you're not going through some fucking problem, you're not growing. If you're not going through some fucking problem, I I got laid off uh, again. So I'm unemployed again. Um, but again it's like it sucks don't don't fucking get me wrong it does suck thank god i had a therapist appointment lined up so i I go in there and i'm I'm talking to him and and i'm like okay all this shit's going on you know and uh and i and i go so uh you know we're talking we respond i go so so am i crazy (laughs) i'm asking him like all right so just out of everything i just said the last you know fucking 15 minutes am i crazy and he's like He's like, nope, you seem to be handling it, you know, pretty rationally, you know? And I was like, okay, good. And that just feels really good to have somebody else be like, you're not losing your mind. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it does suck, and you move on. But I don't think I would be anywhere near that stage had it had, had it not been for a recovery program, people in my network, people that I talked to, having had the support the first time, you know, and now this time, so I think that that's like such a cool deal, right? You know, to be able to to go through this shit. So, so with everybody else out there, I hope that you are going through some shit, good and bad. You know, just like Chelsea, she's got good shit, 
and I got bad shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can get through it. I think that's yeah, the yeah. beauty of it is, you know, maybe we can set an example for, um, you know, the longer you stick it out, the more you're able to handle these um, successes and maybe some um, devastating times. Like you're able to get through it and not drink and mm-hmm. um, you're able to progress and, and grow and it's not always going to be uncomfortable, but it's also not going to be magnificent all of the time. Like that's just not how life is. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of a quote, uh, Zeno, Stoic, because I got into Stoicism, uh, says, uh, you know, well-being is realized by small steps, but it is no small thing. Like, that's kind of the idea behind the stuff. And the 12 steps is something that, like, if you're going to try it, just you just know, like, it's exactly what Chelsea says. It's like, it's not this grandiose fucking flash of white light sometimes. Sometimes it's the educational understanding and progressiveness that it happens, um, you know, on a daily basis, like where you get to wake up and, um, and, and do the small thing, right, that over a period of time, you know, adds up to really big thing because the fact is, is like, you know, by dealing with all those small things, you've opened the door, or opened the way for the big things to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're not so uh, caught up and bogged down in all of life's little bullshit. So, um, you know, for instance, like, I, I just reminds me of like, if it wasn't for like 12 steps, like I would literally have stolen a keyboard from a work, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that that just blows my mind. Like, look, I, like, I literally like did not steal a keyboard because it just was like, oh, that's the wrong thing to do, Carl. You know, stuff like that. You know, I know we talked about it before in the podcast, but that shit still goes through my mind. It's like, oh, like, and and who knows, like, how many other millions of things. So whether it would be like, you know, putting away a fucking shopping cart so I don't end up on cart narcs, punching that dude out. You know what I mean? Uh, Have you seen that? Do you know what that is? (laughs) No. So like, there's this dude that does cart narcs. He runs around with this like a little fucking GoPro camera and he has like little magnets and he's like, and and if you don't put your cart away in the shopping um, fucking center he like runs over to you and goes whoop whoop you know and he fucking like cart works here and he, and he like says why don't you put your cart away go put your cart away and he fucking like gives people a hard time if somebody came up to me and started throwing a fucking magnet on my car telling me to put away a fucking cart I'm, I'd fucking run the fucker over probably right you know so I'm like so but then but you know because of the 12 steps I would probably be like alright you got me or you know what or maybe I just put it away to begin with Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit. Like, I don't, you know, whatever. Anyway, go look up cart narcs on your favorite I'm going YouTube. To. It's interesting. It it's funny like as hell. Because he gets into so much shit with people. It's, but I'm like, why are you doing that over? It's not even his shopping carts. He's just doing it just to be, a, I think, kind of just a dick, actually. Um, either way. But that's the thing is I think about that stuff and I go, oh, like, how many of, how many confrontations or arguments or fights have I just totally avoided? Just because I am I'm living the life that I am now living, I just think that that's just amazing. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not readily available, right? It's like it doesn't come in this big change overnight. But, but the more you do it, you know, um, the, the the changes will come. I guess you know, build it and he will come. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Chelsea, do you? I, I think that we've said enough, don't you? I think so. Have we have we recently been putting out questions for the Spotify people? We have and we have um uh actually I was going to uh 
address one of them, which we just talked about tonight, actually. Uh, somebody asked, um, it was Billy, says, what is ACA workbook? Uh, and he just wants to know, well, ACA is a workbook put out by uh, ACA, and it's adult children of alcoholics, so just make sure we say ACA. Maybe we didn't say adult children of alcoholics the last time we talked about it, hmm. but they have a companion to their big red book, not the big book, but big red book that actually guides you through the process of working the 12 steps with both of those materials. And so even though AA has the 12 and 12, it doesn't necessarily guide you like question and answer, question and answer, but the ACA workbook does. I hope that that answers your question, uh, Bill. And if not, you can go to adultchildren.org. I think it is adultchildren.org to get a better understanding of what that is. How's that for a, for a answer? That's <laughs> great. That, that was fucking good, right? And then, um, then we had, uh, uh, Stratercasterski <laughs> and the question, it was on the episode of the meeting, right? We were talking about, uh, going to meetings, right? And getting higher powers and whatnot. So we asked the question, what was your first meeting like? Um, and uh, Stratercasterski said, uh, don't think I heard a word. Just sat around judging everybody in the room in a negative <laughs> way, looking for a reason to think I was different than anyone else. He says, uh, thank God I stayed around long enough. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those, those, those. And if you are so inclined to um to go back we we only go back like 30 days i think that's the limit that we put on this stuff because you can still answer the questions from like older episodes uh but um and you know they'll appear in the spotify app i believe but in this case um we only are going to go back on air for the 30 days so if you're asking questions make sure you're asking them you know that week so we can follow up the following week yo um yeah yo yeah, yo. So, Chelsea, we're not going to be here next week. Have we made that an official announcement? We are now. Cause, okay. Because next weekend is Christmas Eve and Christmas. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I'm not showing up for that. I guess the question, though, is what about New Year's uh, Day on the 1st? What do you think about that? Will we be able to I do think- that? Yeah, I think we can do that. I mean, New Year's big whoop. Like, <laughs> I don't so, really care. <laughs> Chelsea, I also have the question, do you want to do a live meeting that day? A live meeting? Well, we post the link where people can come and watch us do this. That'd be cool. So That, that would require me not looking like... I rolled out of bed, but well, since we got yes. two weeks, I thought it would be a good time to do it because then we could we could totally prepare. That's a fair point. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How long does it take you to do your hair? <laughs> oh God! Does it take two weeks? Does it? It might. <laughs> it's okay. We'll we'll get it together. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we can post a link, and people actually can come and be part of like this little this little audience. It's actually a link. That we can share, that people can just come. So we can post that on SilverPod Live and post that on the website. Uh, do like a little uh, thing in the members only section so people can see it uh, and kind of go from there. Um, 
uh, other than that, uh, do, you, do you have anything to share? I do, one thing I do want to try to encourage is that people go, if you guys like what we do, you, you, you said, you know what, fucking Chelsea, Carl, you guys are awesome. How can I be of service? Well, as I've said, I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> So usually the money that we that you know um, that we don't get, uh, I try to cover with uh, again my personal stuff. That's what I've done this entire time throughout all these podcasts. Um, so we, if we really want to look at it, we're about two hundred dollars short this year of our total funds. So um, so again, that came out of my pocket. But if you feel like you uh, love what we do, think that it's awesome, have gotten something out of it, uh, by all means, we don't want you to just give us money, but we do want you to become a member. If you go to the members only section for just $2, we have articles on there. We have video episodes that you can see. Uh, you know, we have other downloadable eBooks and materials that we've developed. I mean, all this stuff is in there just waiting for you to like, you know, read it and digest Mm -hmm. it. And even if you don't want to read it or have the time, $2 a month, I don't think, personally is a lot to uh spend to uh for what we offer which is a lot of good shit it's cheaper than a starbucks drink it's cheaper than a fucking meeting and you get four of these motherfuckers (laughs) except for this next week you get four of these motherfuckers you know a month i'm just saying sometimes Mm -hmm. five depends on the week on the month so uh, so please, by all means, go do that. And also, don't forget to rate us and review us. It really does help us get found out there so that other people can, you know, um, to hear this. Uh, it is, uh, it is a, if it is important, um, you know, for anybody, it's for that new person to, to hear this stuff. And especially hearing a different side of recovery, which I think is what we offer, uh, you know, a different viewpoint uh, than some of the standard stuff out there. I don't know. Maybe I think that way, but maybe not. <laughs> different interpretations what about you chelsea anything you got going on um join our private facebook group go to facebook.com slash oh, yeah. free by groups slash sober pod um and we have um uh, it's a small community but people can uh post you know questions or inspirational quotes to keep going we've got bang and bod phil on there who does his exercise classes on saturday mornings all of that is completely free um and then we also have um our own uh the official meeting of sober pod which is the sos meetings and to find that you go to our website right carl on the Mm home page you scroll down there's a little um, life ring that says SOS and it's got the meeting code and, and whatnot. And you can join us. I believe that's Saturday afternoons. Uh, what is it? 4 PM Pacific and then seven central or something like that. Yeah. Seven (laughs) Eastern. Yep. Okay. So, and then that's again, zoom meeting and, uh, it's hosted by V and her, uh, uh, compadres, and is that is that a word, compadre? Sure, I think it is. I just I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I just <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that word out loud before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm trying to recall. Like I, I think it is word, a word. Compadre? Okay, either way. Uh, so it's hosted by Fia and, and her friends, uh, and it is just like I said, it's it's a wonderful deal. I didn't go to it yesterday, but she posts in uh the Silver Pod Live group all the time. 
uh, for that, especially like right before it happens. Like she posted in the in the group at like four oh five yesterday. So uh, so if you're on Silverpod Live, and again, it's a small group. It usually hovers around three hundred and thirty three people. Is that weird? That it's like so people will like come and go and leave, but it ends up always around like three hundred and thirty three. Is that strange? Is it just me? That is strange. Huh. I think it's strange. It just it's and I was like it's is like I was for a while there. I was like, Facebook's got to be broken or something, right? Because <laughs> uh, maybe it only like lists like three hundred and thirty three people in any group or something. But that's not the case. The actual the truth is like some people come and go, and so some people come and then some people go. So right now we actually have three hundred and thirty four people, mm. and okay. we do and we do have a a, a new member, uh, uh, and it's Lakeisha. So welcome, Lakeisha. Yes, welcome. And now that I'm there, I can just post it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, happened live right there. Okay, so we're gonna we're, when we come back, we're gonna do a, a live episode, and that'll be like what Sunday night. What time will it be? Like around, um, uh, in the evening, right? So it'll be like later in the day. So like East Coast time, know. it'll be like eight or nine o'clock at night, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. T- TBD. 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 But it'll be in the evening for most folks. Well, yeah, because we, yes, let's just say it'll be. Unless in the, you're in Australia. <laughs> oh, which is then, it'll be in the morning for you. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. All right, yo, that's it. We're done. We're out of here. Uh, I would like to thank everybody who has listened this year, who has, like, you know, sent it to their friends, who is, like, you know, um, who's chuckled, who's maybe, who's maybe uncomfortably laughed along with Chelsea <laughs> over some of my shit ass <laughs> jokes. That's so thank you for coming. Thank you for, for uh uh you know staying sober with us. I think that's the idea, right? We all we do it all like, you know, one day at a time, you know, one alcoholic helping another alcoholic and all that other good shit. So um so until next time till till next year. Ah ha ha see you ah, next year. Ah, ha, ha. I catch myself saying that to people all the time, and I'm just like, why? Why are you why? like this? Why? <laughs> Go home and just stand in front of the mirror like, why? Why again did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, so what does the Chelsea say to the to the kind people? Deuces. I say stay active, stay sober, and see ya. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Ha <laughs> ha.